Welcome. Welcome to Amplify's Pirate Radio program. Here we are at session number one. It is Friday, and uh, we are talking all things Sonic Street Technologies is the focus today with a very special guest that's flown in that is here from Melbourne. And uh, we will also have uh, that's uh, Lucrecia Quintanilla, who is going to be in conversation with Maya Gold. Uh, I'm just here to introduce this podcast um, on behalf of Sonic Street Technologies, so which, with which I'm a researcher. Also have to give a shout out, big ups to Claire Cooper, who is also um, heading the research program here at the University of Sydney as part of uh, Sonic Street Technologies and uh, focusing on on FEM-run, owned, operated, built sound systems. Lucrecia, could you, or Lou, what should we call you today, or what's your DJ name? Can you introduce yourself? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, thanks, Claire. Thanks, Moses. Thank, thanks to you, Maya. But also, Moses, thanks for pronouncing my name so well. <laughs> Just like a little moment <laughs> to congratulate. So, um, I am... A DJ General Feelings. I've been DJing for 20 years this year. And um, I also uh, built a General Feelings sound system. Um, God, uh, 2014, it went out for the first time. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have Maya joining us as well, who will introduce herself. So, she is or has been part of the crew, the Honey Trap Sound System crew, which has become a Honey Trap Sound System that uh, she has herself built and, and owns and operates and fixes when things get broken and will be adding to, because it's not 100% completed yet. There's still some, some frequencies that are still missing, but uh, they will come to complete the, comp the picture uh, very soon. And, yeah, how would you... How would you describe, like, how did your sound evolve? You started with, you started, it was part of a, um, a research project, essentially, at the, at the beginning, yeah? How did, how did what, what sparked you building your own sound system as opposed to just using PAs? Well, I, um, oh, that's too, yeah, that's too, I'll answer the first one. I was doing a master's in fine arts. I was painting at the time, and, but also I had been wanting to build a sound system and I had turned my garage into a studio and somehow speakers started to walk in <laughs> and kind of uh, sort of take up more space. And I had a really pretty strict separation between both things. And then obviously... Both things being visual, doing visual, visual art and, and the, and the music. Yeah. yeah. And then, then the sound took over. That's just how, that's how that happened. And the other bit of the question, I've just forgotten. How did you start building? You've, you've kind of answered it, really. You, yeah. It took over, but I guess you didn't say what actually made you... Well, you brought in speakers, but those speakers, were they, um, they were like commercial PAs? Um, well, well, oh, this is what I was going to say. I had, because I had been DJing for ages, I was like, I wonder what it would be like for the Latin music I like to come out of a sound system. Um, like a uh, Jamaican style sound system. And I had seen some pictures, you know, the internet uh, is such a good resource. And I had seen 
Um, well, I had also experienced um, put together sound systems in El Salvador, but I was like, how do, which is where I'm from, but I was like, how do I, how do I combine those things? And then um, I got a phone call from my friend Evelyn Morris, shout out to Evelyn Morris, who was like, Lulu, I'm outside the jazz school at VCA. There are two really beautiful subs here. Uh, I'm about to get in a, in a maxi taxi. Can I bring them to your house? And then she showed up. And well, the, speaker, <laughs> the speakers were like um, JBLs from 1976. So they were like nearly 40 years old. And they were so, so beautiful and I hate carpentry. We'll talk about this later, Maya, but I, I hate carpentry, but electronics I love. And so I was like, this is what I need. Yes, come over. Yeah, that's what happened. And then I built up from there. So it's almost like by fortune or by accident in, in some ways. You had the idea and the desire there, but then this fell into your lap. Literally. I, yeah, I had been researching for ages and talking about it for ages, so it meant that people knew that that's something that I wanted to do a lot. And so I also had been complaining about um, not being able to build things out of wood. So I think when somebody... Yeah, and also, you know, it's that culture of finding things on the road and being resourceful. And who would want to rebuild 1974? five JBL speakers. Mm. I'd be silly, need, you know, not to take it up. Like. So one angle I'm personally super interested in, which you may not be talking about with Maya later, is the music that, that you mentioned earlier, like, um, you know, that music that you were DJing. Yeah. Maybe just tell us first what music, you were saying Latin music, but it's obviously a very broad area. What sort of sounds were you playing? What sort of musical yep. styles? So I... Okay, so when I started playing, I started playing hip-hop, and then I uh, moved from hip-hop to, I really wanted to play Latin music, and so a friend who was running a night, I think it was called First Floor on Brunswick Street in Fitzroy, um, she was like, you can play that if you like. So then I, and I was like, great, excellent. And so, um, but also I was hanging out with lots of dance hall. Well, dance hall wasn't a hit yet in the reggae scene. It was like a bit of a taboo. So then I was like, oh, but there's this other stuff, this like reggaeton that I've been listening to as I was growing up, as I became a teenager. And then I was like, this is what I want to play. Like, I want to play this music now <laughs> and so it was great to be able to play that when even well that was especially taboo and continues to be t taboo i think not so much anymore amongst many scenes but yeah and then and then then you were saying that uh, you really wanted to hear this music on a sound system because he's obviously been to some dances where they were playing reggae and possibly like dance hall as well on like big sound systems in Melbourne. yeah yeah because yeah. i actually i'd be I'd been friends with, um, I met Housewife's Choice when it was a trio in 2000 and 2004 and uh, they were DJing and um, I'd go over to their house for listening sessions and we'd order from Ernie B and I'd always order the dance hall and then um, and, um, 
Andrea and Fee and Yaz would order the beautiful um, reggae tracks. And so we would just sit around. It was so beautiful. It was such a rich experience to sit around. And sometimes um, Yaz would cook um, breadfruit curry and or I would make beans or whatever. And so... Yeah, it was so nice to sit on the carpet and, like, have these discussions about music. It was so cool. Sometimes jazz. I think there was a jazz vibe as well. But mostly it was, yeah, and I was like, you know what sounds a lot like dance hall? (laughs) (laughs) So then I was like, and then Ivy Queen started to pop into the Ernie B catalog. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my moment. Well, for me, right? My own little world. So then I, yeah, that's how it happened. And because also I was going a lot to um, downstairs, what was that place? Um, underground? Near Vic Markets. Yeah, near the Vic Markets. And so I would go to all those dances and, yeah, so always. Yeah, but you never heard reggaeton, for example? The, the, the selectors weren't, weren't selecting. Oh, there, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. So I mean, that was what that what drove you to think like like that's why I want to do a sound system because there's a music there that you weren't actually hearing played yeah. know, with that sort of power. Yeah, and sense. also like I think there's a a real kind of um, I don't know. It's I like the feminism in it, but also the nihilism in it and the sexuality in it, and those things don't always belong in wholesome places. <laughs> so, and I feel like, um, and I feel like um, I love the wholesome nature of reggae, you know. And they don't they don't always. And dancehall's not wholesome either, <laughs> you know. When you say wholesome, do you want to explain it? Oh, just like uh, very. Well, conscious I, lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it's a consciousness, you know, the conscious lyrics and all those really um, uplifting experiences that you can have through the lyrics. I, you know, I love that. I love Rocksteady. I love all that stuff. But also, I think um, there's something really powerful in in reggaeton, women, in in dancehall, women as well. Yeah, and and then since um, since you know that was obviously the, the the initial desire, the initial spark that then made this happen, and then since you, and this is a few years ago now, mm. and then obviously now been operating the sound system for a while, and and you still do play reggaeton amongst other things. But how do you think your musical, you know, now, now that you've heard that you've fulfilled that vision that you had, <laughs> yeah. how have you has that changed? Does the music sort of still you're still playing what inspired you, or if you sort of or how has it evolved? Like, how does the music relate to the sound system since he started? Um, like well, yeah. well, I stopped programming myself in the sound system events completely. It's too. It's a lot. We were talking about this before, Maya. Um, I stopped doing that because it's a lot of work and a lot of things to be thinking at the same time. I'm a really good multitasker, but not when it comes to this. It's a lot of work, so. Uh, I started to use a sound system to to lend out to people for their events. And so, yeah, that's what happened. So then uh, people started asking me to, to... I just put the word out and people were like, uh, hey, we're a Pacifica collective. We want to play this R&B and, and we want to play rap. And so I was like, Using Here you your go. sound system, not, not without you With my, Yeah, so my sound system, but not me DJing so and then um, it's just organically moved 
you know, the queer scene really loves, the Latin queer scene loves the sound system. They, and I'm so happy, and so I'm really happy to, and also the music that, that um, the DJs are playing in the Latin queer scene, in my opinion, is like the best. So it's so great. So that's everything uh, Latin, um, what, what Brazilian. What are they playing? Or how do you describe it? It's sort of like, um, look, it's remixes of things that, I've, that I started playing. So to me, of course, I'm going to be really biased. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of experimental reggaeton. There's a lot of um, like crossovers between um, uh, uh, baile funk and, um, oh, my God, Baile funk and minimal music. Uh, there's a lot of um, this, also this kind of goth vibe that happens in South America when, when the um, with the uh, this um, this club called uh, Club Piedra, which is in I think Argentina, which is absolutely inspiring to me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, there's, you know, in Chile, there's Neo Perreo, and then there's obviously Dembo is like, you know, it's like I've been waiting for that music my whole, I love it so much. Like, Dembo is, it's actually quite incredible because, you know, like, the the impulse is to, to think, oh, that, that music is like, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like Latin, Latin American culture both really, really loves it and really hates this music. Yeah. But but it's interesting. Like if you, if I'm looking at the, this journey of the music selecting yeah. on the sound system, it was started by the desire to play a certain music you weren't hearing on sound systems in the Melbourne context, and then once it existed, it attracted other people to come and play their sounds. And then you've actually stepped back yeah. from selecting, and and that's opened it up to a whole new world that would otherwise potentially not have a sound system like this. Um, you know, yeah, they, they would obviously do it in conventional clubs and, and parties with, with PAs, but not, not with this sort of sound system. How do you feel that having for them, like let's say the queer scene, mm. the Latin queer scene specifically, having access to the sound system, how has that affected their community? Well, I guess I mean I also DJ at the at at um, without the sound system at those events. I I think there's a, a level of like good old-fashioned mentorship in this, you know, just like, not even direct mentorship, just being able to, to be, you know, I'm the, I could be the parent of half the front row with perfect spacing, <laughs> you know, like, um, people want to feel confident that they're being supported in their, in, in their lives by an older person. And um, so there's that layer, but it's also like um, being able to provide, there's like a particular kind of mentorship that happens when you provide, um, it's, I'm gonna sound like a communist, but like uh, <laughs> the means of production to a community that, that, um, that wants to articulate something. And nobody may know what needs to be articulated, but like that's what sound does, right? And, and, and whatever space you're in, if it's the sound system that's there, and it's a, kind of an extension of you, I guess, and you're there usually too when the sound system is there. Yeah. So then that gives that, that comfort, that confidence. 
Yeah. As opposed to just being in a in a hall that's got an installed sound system that thing gets turned on and it's it's it doesn't have that connection. Yeah, it's something like that. It's like, hey, um this is this is for you. it's a team. You feel like a team. But we should talk yeah, about thank this, you. Maya. You guys extend now. Well, so now we are going to continue, continue the conversation with uh, Lulu here. Uh, Maya, the gold, will join us. Um, she's representing Honeytrap Sound System from Sydney. So these are Melbourne and Sydney-based uh, uh, sound system heads coming together. All right, we're just uh, producing on the fly. <laughs> so we will actually extend the introduction now, uh, Lulu. Lulu's having a, a drink break, and uh, she will be back very soon. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're speaking to Maya Gold here, who's uh, Honey Trap Sound System. So I was aware of Honey Trap as a crew, collective, yeah, or collective, yeah, um, of DJs or more. Yeah, I guess it was pretty confusing <laughs> storyline. <laughs> it was um, women who there was some DJs there were women who were really good at management and arts and um just putting together and doing things and um bringing vibe um there was DJs um artists um but based on making events happen yeah events music, I guess, yeah events music. around music I think that it was um a doof crew you know it was all the girls from our our doof crew. Crew and collective. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone that makes things happen and makes this space really warm. Yeah, it's obviously not just about the DJ. That's just one part of the whole thing yeah. happening. Uh, and then somewhere, how did the desire come to then also have your own sound system? You would have been using some sort of sound system. I yes, yeah. yes. We were using, so um, our collective and our crew, I would probably call it the, the MWA, the Marrickville Warehouse Alliance. So it was, that's what we call ourselves because we were snotty kids at the time. But there's a collective of warehouse spaces across um, Marrickville and um, for like maybe about 10, 15 years, starting with the Figure 8 Collective, um, which I was, it was kind of before my time, the Figure 8 collective started but then that went on to grounded sound system um which was tim um tim massive sharky and uh um bfg or luke luke purse and grounded sound system then kind of morphed into another crew called the rpk collective which is rabbit porn collective they stole their not stole but um were sh shared the designs of the the tapped horn subs and so those our crews became one crew and then we had a bunch of mad chicks that would help put on festivals and do all the behind the scenes all the decor all the like making the kitchens work making the vibe there like all the dress ups all the you know just making it super comfortable and then all the boys on the sound um you know running the running the sound and running the ops um for like about 15 years and then those systems left us moved to tassie and so we didn't have a sound system mm -hmm. yeah so someone but you already had experience um because mm -hmm. you were part of you were essentially part of being part of yes part, part owners in a way of yeah and system. i lived with you know and I, I lived and i watched the sound systems being built over you know many years different parts of them coming together i, I was never it was like i wasn't involved so much i started djing but i, I was, it's a younger generation thing you know i wasn't there yet yeah, I wasn't there yet. And then once my 
sound system parents left. Then I had to <laughs> fend for myself in the big bad world of uh, sound. Yeah. So it, it for you it almost you were almost like born into. I mean, not born into it, but you yeah. grew up in it. Yeah, it was like that. I had no choice. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we needed a sound system. Someone I mean, in had terms to do of it. your musical selection, did that call for a need to have? Yeah, the musical selection, I thought it was lovely listening to Lucretia talk about her music taste because that was similar. What what was happening in our crew was we had all the boys playing drummer bass and dubstep and it was just so boring, you know, like all of... We'd just be sitting there at like 5am at these warehouse parties and like, can someone just play something fun? <laughs> like that we can dance to? And so I started DJing because I saw a serious lack in Latin jazz and, you know, reggaeton and, and salsa and just fun, interesting beats. And so I, I, um, I had a very successful early career as a doof DJ because everyone was just sick of listening to the same shit all the time, you know. Yeah. And, and then, um, yeah, but then obviously, well, in your case, you already heard this music. You were already playing it on, on the... Yeah, I, I lived in Spain when I was... Um, I lived in Spain and so I've, I've always... Um, I mean, in, in terms of the sound system, you already... My like, sound system, yeah. yeah. That and hip-hop as well, you know, so that's the other kind of um, background. So, as, so as far as our sound system's concerned, it took us a while to forge a sound. At the beginning, it was more about the collective and just empowerment and narratives and mentoring and just putting on spaces and giving everyone a space to play. Now that the collective's dissolved, I think we're a lot more focused on what sounds that we're bringing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because there's so much focus on the technology Mm. that it's obviously part of a bigger thing. Mm. And then, you know, because a lot of people have the technology, but they don't necessarily... Well, arguably, you need a bit of a crew... Yes. To have that technology. Yes. Although often this crew of people, technicians, etc., falls into the background once one person owns and operates it, usually yes. not on their own though. It's yeah. usually people in the background that have helped build it or given ideas or tips. And yeah, and just stuff. hanging around and being awesome. You know, just like you don't want to do things on your own. You know, just yeah. having friends around is really great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll, um, I'll let. Um, yep. Let's switch, switch around. Step in and take over. Okay, and we start again. Awesome. Uh, so maybe I'll introduce what's happening here. <laughs> uh, there is a Sonic Street Cultures project, research project happening um, in UK. Is it out of the UK that this, yeah. this project's coming from? Do you know much about it? I do because... Um because, uh, as Moses was saying, I was studying at uni when mm. I started. Do I was doing a master's and then the sun system came in. I was like, I wonder if there's a, like a uni thing, like there's a research thing on sound systems. And I found them on the internet. So it's led by Julian Enriquez. And there's people from all over the world mm. that contribute... But I think it's like a research cluster. It's a research cluster. At yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I just found out about it. I, th I think I saw it at some point and I got a little bit like, oh, they wouldn't want to know about me. Oh, yeah, they would. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about me. I'll, I'll <laughs> but I got a nice call from Claire, who's doing a really great research. So it seems she's interested in us. Yeah. Why do you think Claire's interested in us as, a, a, as a research... <laughs> Um, topic. What as a case study? What, what would you say? 
That's a good question. Yeah. But that's also very, like, um, directed, directional question. I th okay, so I know why you're asking that. Mm. I, think, I think Claire is interested in us because... Um, okay, two things. Because we are nerds outside of here, outside of sound, but also we are sound nerds. Mm. And because we also have sound systems yeah. and because we um, are two women in sound, in sound system culture. Yeah. 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 I would agree. I think the nerd, um, <laughs> I'm going to um, expand on the nerd because it's for the same reason that I've been very interested in you as a um, sound system builder. Apart from the fact that I'm just blown away by the fact that you're the first woman in Australia to build a sound system and you did it so long ago that <laughs> it just got, like, <laughs> disappeared into the annals of time. Mm. Um, so that's been a very impressive for me. And the humility with which you um, go about your work, I, I'm, that's one of the things that impresses me. But I, I think that the reason why one might be interested in us is the, the fact that we do get a little bit um, academic with our thinking about sound. You know, mm. we like to communicate. Mm. And we like to communicate with people about the things that we find really passionate. And mm. yeah, that's how that's. I'm very passionate about um, about audio. What are you passionate? What what makes you so passionate about oh audio? I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. And then when I got when then when all the, I love the problem solving. Mm. And I love the electronic problem solving. And then I love it that, that this, this sound system world has like so many layers. Mm. And mm. I get so excited to think about like, so there's like frequencies and there's like maths and physics and there's building and there's like wiring and then like there's soldering, so that's like the very practical thing, but then there's also like the more sort of metaphysical, esoteric nature of sound mm. and the effect on, on the body and bringing people together. Mm. And I love the, the kind of music that can come together at the same time and make sense together mm. when you organize like a, a night or something. Mm. Yeah. Mm, you said a lot of things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I am so not into the electronics. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so not into it. Every time I just try to avoid it as much as possible. I really like the woodwork. Yeah, the bit the, I hate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would you hate it? What is it you don't like about the woodworking stuff? I love it. Mm, I don't... I don't I don't like hammering. I don't like I don't know why I don't <laughs> I love hammering. <laughs> I don't like I, Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't like um I'm not a I've, uh I can do it if I if I concentrate. Yeah. But I am I need to be in a mood mm, mm. <laughs> to be able to 
cut something in a straight line. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that mood. I think I really like <laughs> focusing in on the That's mood. That's your mood. <laughs> yeah, I love the focusing on cutting things in a straight line, but I am not into the electronics. It, to me, it's just like, it's like a black magic that... And even the physics of sound systems, I find it so interesting because you can't really dis- t- say why it's happening. No. You can say what's happening. You can describe what's happening and every part about what's happening, but you can never really say why it's happening. I can, but I can. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, competitive here, but I can say that yeah. smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening because it's burning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red light went off too yeah. many times. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Why exactly? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Going back to what you said about all of the different elements of sound systems that can make you get sucked in. Yeah. All of the elements of sound sound systems that can get you sucked in. Yeah. And there is so much to get nerdy about and so yeah. much to talk about. Um it's very difficult to even think about where we start mm. the the conversation. F- for me, it's... I really, at the beginning, loved storytelling around spaces. Mm, yeah. And storytelling around the energy that gets created um, and the improvisation mm. of things happening that you didn't expect and musicians playing and that was always the thing that I loved talking about the most and thinking about the most. Have you had an experience, um, whether in the early days of the sound system or recently, have you you ever had an experience where your whole, like, body was, you know, you're just like, oh, like a divine intervention? Yeah, it's like yeah, because it can. It's not stressful, but it can be quite stressful getting everything together. Like mm. it's not. It's interesting when you explain to people when people see the sound system all put together, they'll be like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And they're mm. like, "I." Then you're like, "Can you help me pack it up?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, nah, I." Uh, uh. Or the, well, I get the drunk people saying, "Can I help pack up?" I'm like, "No, please no, stay away." <laughs> It's okay. You you did great. You're doing yeah. great. Keep just dancing. standing there. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, do people do offer? Yeah. So um, a moment that that was. Yeah. Um, thank you for bringing that back. Okay. So a moment. There's been a few. Um, just having moved the thing, uh, the speakers, and because they're not, uh, they should have had wheels all along, but. Uh, that's my next move to put wheels oh, on. I've the only casters. got wheels on one of my so, subs. Yeah. But can I tell you the thing about wheels mm. is they fit. Once you've got the wheels on, it doesn't fit as well into a, a, van. Ve- a vehicle. And so I've definitely had times where I'm really glad that I don't have okay, wheels on all good. of them because they fit in perfectly. The wheels. So there's wheels on one. I I probably should have put wheels on two. Um, two boxes and then the rest you pop on top and then you roll with them <gasps> genius okay yeah. great tip yeah anyway i was tired but don't feel bad about not having wheels on everything okay. because then you know there would have been moments where you're like oh god i wish there wasn't wheels on everything because they don't fit as well and even just a dolly and chucking a dolly on and then rolling. a really good dolly yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I didn't even wheels were a factor in the beginning. I was like, I'm just yeah. going to drive this thing there, and I was really tired, and I had just moved them, and it was so. Um, it was in like an old bank warehouse in Preston, in Melbourne, and we were. Oh, it was a punk night, and it was an all women punk night, and it uh, and. Um, I had set it up and then turned it on and, you know, tweaked it a little bit in the mixer for the night. Oh, I hadn't realised what I'd done. This is what happened. <laughs> I hadn't realised what I had, the situation I'd created, but I, <laughs> I caught the mixer looking at me like, oh, look at that. I had put a little chair in front of the speaker, like right in front of the speakers, not realising that, there were other people around and that it, I, it was just like me with my eyes closed, like listening to like, to the speakers and like I'm in the sound, I'm in the bass and then... Running the, so you were running the sound, the desk straight from right in front of the speakers. No, not even, there was no desk, it was just me in a little school chair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I kind of came to and, and I realised that no one else was sitting, that it was just me, there was, everyone was watching this like intense amazing you know like punk music and it was just me on my little chair going sitting having a little <laughs> sitting in front of vibing. your speakers stack. yeah what did you feel in that moment what were you what was what was what were you doing there I don't know I just uh it just sounds so beautiful when once you've got all the frequencies and because I didn't have a I didn't I was up until recently, very, very recently, I was um, tuning it by hand. All of it was tuned by hand, and so, which poses a lot of problems quite often. But, but when you get it right, it's just like the frequencies are perfect. It's like you just, I don't know, it just felt so nice. It just mm. felt like I was in like another world. And mm. I don't know. You don't even hear the music so much as you hear all the, the different sounds, the, the sound. frequencies yeah. coming together, yeah. yeah, and interacting with to each other. Yeah, and you're like, wow, yeah. the tweeters got is like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Claire's yelling, nerds, full nerd us. talk, full nerd satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, and can you can you elaborate a little bit on the tuning the frequencies by hand? What do you mean by that? Do you mean on a mixer or do you mean on a um, crossover? Or yeah, on a yeah. crossover. Yeah. So yeah. that's all I uh, crossover in an EQ. But mm -hmm. at that time, I didn't have an EQ. Um, mm -hmm. So it was all through the crossover. Mm -hmm. And then was it crossover digital or was it a... Um, no, everything was... was I bought all the, th all the equipment because also um, I'm a mom mm. and um, I just didn't want to prioritise the sound system over my child. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, yeah. I am going to go... I'm going to go to the Trash and Treasure Market, which is like an open uh, kind of secondhand stuff mm. market mm. in an old outdoor cinema in mm. out, outside of, Mel like in Coburg. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, we would just pick um, secondhand equipment. Yeah, amazing. So analog, 
yeah, Crossover. whatever you can do, whatever is whatever useful. Was there. Yeah. That's on that topic. I might just um, yes. move into the idea of the women in sound and women's sound systems. It's something that I've found that became blatantly obvious to me once I owned the sound system was how. You know, when we talk about the wage gap and property and, mm. you know, like like land ownership, mm. it was something that became so clear to me that the property of sound systems, like the actual mechanics of owning mm. kit and owning equipment is so such a small pool of women do it. It's mostly men. And I, I think it's mainly just because of the price gap. It's oh, expensive. Yeah. A hundred percent. Actually, yeah. you've just put your... F- it's, I've been trying to sort of articulate, articulate this. Like I, it's yeah, expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah. And also to have like a fully built sound system, mm. there's only maybe two systems built by people who are under 30, who are fully formed, and you can say, wow, it sounds perfect now. Yeah. 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 Everything... Yeah. And everyone else is over 40, Mm-hmm. And yeah, they can ex- and they can and male because they can yeah. afford it. Yeah, or like the traditional sound system model is like drug dealers buy sound systems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the child- other that's the other <laughs> model for for owning a sound system. That it's is funded tr- by the like someone dealing at a at, at the parties. hundred percent. My son yeah. could not. Have me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not that yeah, was not an option. Got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know the yeah it's a very interesting thing. I, and on that property, I the one thing that I've thought about is um, young. It's the similar because I'm a filmmaker background, yeah. and you don't see many um, women cinematographers and and the things that involve a lot of expensive equipment. Yeah. And, and just from a um, risk-taking point of view, I think young men are a bit stupider than young women. Like, they mm. take more risks. And then, so, it's a big risk to spend $20,000, $10,000 on lots of equipment that yeah. you have no idea what where it's going to go. So, for me, it's actually really um, inspiring to know that you can go to the flea markets and you can run a system and you can learn... without having, you know, $10,000 expendable cash, you know, you can make it work. But wouldn't it be great if you could just buy all the gear? Well, because I've made a whole bunch of problems for myself Mm. by putting a whole bunch of amps that may not go with each other or putting a whole bunch of speakers that don't go with each other. But I have bought speakers from Derek from Hardacore and um, uh, speaker boxes because... Carpentry, yes. <laughs> but then I would buy the speakers yes. to go into them and put that put them in. But also and think, okay, well this is gonna fit into that speaker yeah, and yeah. this is into that box and blah blah. And then I'd go, oh shit, the frequencies. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I ended up having to become like a real, uh, yeah. No, and you learnt so much, you know. But to me, that is that's the traditional. That's the yeah. traditional sound system. That is the the Caribbean, you know, that is yeah. the, the grassroots sound system. It's not someone that can go and, like, you know, g- have access to a CNC printer and, like, you know, no. buy all the fancy uh, equipment and just spend the money on the things that make it work. It's someone that actually um, has to 
fumble it together out of pure necessity. Necessity. I wanted this, and I'm sure you did too. Well, not you even one. It's, ne- it's a you need. You need it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. I needed it. I wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> I desired yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. There's, it's, it, yeah. Can we talk about that? Like, for me, it just felt like I couldn't... They, like people say, oh wow, that's really courageous of you doing that. And I said, oh, I had no mm. choice in the matter. Did you feel like you had a choice, or did you no. feel? Yeah. Can but you explain that feeling? Well, bec- well, well, the other thing that I have to say. So, um, initially, um, my partner at the time and I were talking about um, how good it would be to build a sound system. Mm. Neither of us knew how to build one, and then I was like, hmm. I bet you I could, I bet you if we like, um, I bet you we need a good reason. We would Mm. need a good reason to build one. Mm. And then like we put that away and, um, you know, he he had so many kind of um, practical ideas and like amps and whatever. But I, I was like, why didn't he build one? And I think the reason why he didn't build one or that because we started thinking about it together is because he could, absolutely. Mm. And he has a lot of skills. You know, we haven't been together for a long, long time now. But I think the reason why I built one was because, because I had this, like, real reflex to play things that weren't being played, like mm. I was saying with Moses before. Mm. And um, it was urgent it seemed urgent for me to do that and I felt really itchy to, yeah, to do it. Yeah, urgency. Yeah, and I was like, um, this needs to be played and it would sound so good through here and then, and also, I don't want to, okay, <laughs> this, is a lo- this is like some disclosure, but I, it may be a personal flaw, but I hate asking permission and I hate yes, saying, can 100%. I play this thing out of your sound system? Yeah, and that's, well, you know, going back to property ownership, yeah. I think that that's really actually the, I don't think it's a flaw that you hate asking permission. I think that that's why so many men own systems and ha- or have the property of them because they mm. don't want to ask permission either. They want to just give people their music, you know. Yeah. And uh, you see it at festivals now more so than in, you know, the festival um, world is definitely where you see that, in effect, if you own the sound system, mm. then you can choose who plays on it. Yeah. And so that means that, you know, if you're, you had this urgency that you had to, and had to listen to yeah. this amazing music, interesting music, jazz and Latin and, and, yeah. and cumbia and, and reggaeton and, yeah. you know, all of this, like, interesting rhythms and dynamic sounds mm. and the things that you knew would make people come together actually yeah. and love it. Yeah. People love it and you didn't have anyone that was just trusted you. Oh, that's it. And yeah. and also nobody okay, nobody it's I don't I didn't I thought it was would be a waste of very valuable time. Mm. To have to prove myself yes. when I already had self-respect, a hundred percent, and that's where it's like exactly it like, says it um, all. Like, uh, forgive me, but yeah. I don't care what you think, yeah. whoever yeah. it is. It's a, it is a waste <laughs> of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like, I actually know, I actually know what needs to be played, yeah. and I will build. I know, you know, and also, 
it's it may not be like the 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 most schmick setup, but oh my god, it's gonna sound good. Yeah, and people people will come together and dance and, yeah. and they will get that feeling inside them that they had a great night and they'll wake up in yeah. the morning happy, you know. Do you feel that as well? Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. And and especially back, you know, in for me I started DJing that music in two thousand and 11 mm. and I got I was lucky that I got DJ sets because my housemates and my parents are in mm. the sound system yeah <laughs> like so I call good. them my parents but yeah. you know Sharky over there um in the video in that I kitchen I remember the boys were writing the lineup for the for the for this dwarf and mm. then and they're like oh and I was just minding my own business and then I just hear them go oh we needed someone in a set for five o'clock and then I hear Sharky my sister she she's like She's like, Maya could do it. Perfect. Put Maya in there. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I could do it. And they're like, oh, yeah, Maya could do it. And then they write down my name. And that set was like, went down as in that festival the most. Everyone went off. Like the whole festival cleared in every other stage and ended up where I was playing wow. because they hadn't heard oh that God. music. You know, there was, yeah. it was a memorable, someone threw a VB tinny at me while I was on stage <laughs> and I cracked it open. And, oh you know, like God. people were losing their shit. But I think back in that time, partly because I didn't feel like I had to prove myself and that yeah. also from a place of playing music. That's not where you want to be playing music from. Oh, from no. approving yourself. Place. It's never be, not even like like going back to thinking about like hip hop music. Nobody mm. was like, who should I ask for permission here to mm. No. Mm. People were mm. like, I'm gonna have my own thing and we're gonna do it here. Mm. This may not be the ideal place, this rec room in this building mm. or the or you know, this outdoor scenario. Mm. may not be the best but we're gonna do it here we're gonna have a good time yeah it, it's just how it, and also like um it's world building you mm. know it's like building um i guess like it, you have to be um a bit you have to be crazy and it's a good kind of crazy mm. to mm. want to build something in put something in the world mm. yeah that people are needing that they may not know yet. Yes, they don't know. Yeah, and now, so how do you feel now about the um, ubiquitous nature of um, Caribbean music and, 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 mm. and reggaeton and, and, you know, the baile funk and, you know, how you, it's definitely pop. It's I think back. it's still pop. Yeah. I think it's popular, very popular now. How do you feel about... It's so in, yeah, it's so interesting because um, because I'm both I'm really happy. Yeah. There's like four or five different um, maybe four different uh, reggaeton collectives in mm. Nam, mm. and that like in the last three years that makes me so happy. <laughs> It makes me so, ha but also I just think because I, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid forties now, and I was like, um, I will stop DJing when, like, I didn't really consciously think that, but I think a part of me thought I will stop DJing when I don't have to. I'm not the best yeah, DJ, yeah. but when somebody else is playing this music, 
lots of people are playing these yeah. and it's in my opinion in my opinion i don't know about whether they're better than you but i feel like there's a lot of people doing it better than what oh, i, I was going no they're so much better than me <laughs> and that makes me really sad because i'm so glad they're yeah. playing it i'm so glad i get to listen to it but it also means that like i'm i like i have to compete with really really yeah. good people playing similar stuff and i just don't have the energy yeah i'm like make me redundant yeah, i love it yeah, we're redundant <laughs> we're redundant yeah. by, uh, like redundant ballet funk djs yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i'm like absolutely play i mean it's quite amazing it's it's really electrifying to be honest to think that um there's a lot of people uh playing this music and it's you know it it gives it makes me feel really good yeah. um, what what was the qu- i've forgotten the that's goal. all right we answered it i can okay, cool. i can ask another do you have another do you have a question for me i do have i have a lot of okay. questions for you <laughs> i'm ready okay so i uh, wanted to ask you um okay so you you have played lots of parties mm. you you started as a dj you've built your system and it's had a life over a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see it? Do you think, uh, how long in the future do you think of your sound system? Oh, that's funny. It changes. Originally, especially with the collective, mm. I thought I wanted to see my dream was, and this is probably the dream of any small business owner, but my dream was like I would be like 60 years old and I'd pull up my little camp chair at a park and I'd sit down and I'd see all these young kids. Yeah. You know, the girls and they're playing their cool hip music and I could yeah. just sit there and, like, enjoy their vibe. That was, you know, the dream was that th- there would be something happening that had the same um, the same energy as, as our system. Yeah. You know. 100 years in the future yeah. <laughs> if we're alive you know the, honestly Absolutely. the world is and 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 to be honest now that i'm thinking a lot more about the reality of our climate and actually acknowledging the fact that that things are changing quite drastically i think it sound systems are needed even more yeah now because it's really all we can do is come together yeah and have a big dance party orgy at the end of the world yeah <laughs> It's true, a hundred percent. Because otherwise, what will happen is, you know, people start getting very selfish, and this is mine, and this is my property, and this is my bunker that I'm hiding out in, and this is yeah. I've gone really far into the you future. You really have. Got a, <laughs> yeah. You you are you are now like yeah. uh, amassing cans of beans. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that that's that was the vision. I I did want to mentor someone and 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 have pass it on, but I actually think that by the end of the, the, the lifetime of this sound season, it's going to be so thrash that someone's going to want to build their own. But <laughs> no, but well, actually, yeah. that's what was going to be my next question for you. Is like, have you ha- thought of a succession plan? I have thought yeah. of it. Yeah, and and I think that it kind of went out the window a little bit. With yeah. I think the collective, I maybe I tried too soon to try to think about a succession plan before we'd actually built the system, built our sound, mm. put the energy around it that it needed to be, so it could be passed on. Yeah, and 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 it, the mentor thing, you know, I am. I've been looking out for someone, mm. but I you can't it's look. So hard. It doesn't exist. Like and and maybe. 
maybe we, we I had a thought of Don Juan then talking about like medicine men and <laughs> like like the the lineage. No. You know, maybe I I will be the last of my lineage. I don't know, you know, and I don't know whether I'll be able to pass the system on to someone or and if that person will appear or not because it's it's not an yeah. It's not something yeah, it's not familial. It's it's yeah. it's it has to come Naturally, naturally, really organically, and yeah. it's really hard to explain to yeah. people, even if they know or uh, a it's sound not a business. System. It's not a business. Yeah. It's not a. Um, it's not. It requires as much kind of nerdiness and like technological knowledge as souping up cars. Yeah. But it's not a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like. Um, yeah. It's cultural, so then it's spe- it has to be specific because there's so many sound systems now. Yeah, yeah. So it needs to be. Yeah. So I haven't thought too much. Like I, I, I have thought a lot about it, but I've also decided that um, it's, all will be taken care of. Yeah, it will be taken care. <laughs> it, it, that's how it works, yeah. right? And it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I ask that question because it doesn't necessarily need to be that you pass it on to someone. It could skills. just be you forever. Yeah. yeah. Till you're 103. I would love to not be doing it forever. I won't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happens in Sydney. It's a very Sydney, Sydney-based um, thing, you know. And I think that um, I don't know. I just don't know what our city and whether we have the energy in our city, you know, a lot of the warehouses are kind of going up and people mm. are getting kicked out of everywhere. Really? So it's just, it's not this, it's not quite, I don't know, I don't know, I might be the last of the lineage, maybe. I don't want to say that. It could be, but I have to, I have to um, maybe come to terms with that could be a thing as well. Yeah. I was thinking that for myself as mm. well. I was thinking very doomsday-like. Mm. Because I was like, I don't have the energy, uh, you know, I have to work. Mm. And speaking of being uh, like a woman and, yeah. and like not having much super and mm. just thinking, what the hell? I don't, I don't actually have the amount of energy and money that I need to put into this. Mm. And then I was like, oh, man, yeah. we blew a, a speaker and I was like, what am I going to do? And then... Um, yeah, well, I blew a speaker, not we. That's right. I've, I've blown an amp. I, d- I didn't know how amps worked until I blew that amp. And now I know. Well, that's a, well you know, that's what everybody... It's funny because at the time I was like, my default was I, ha- I know nothing. And then I spoke to everyone and they were, every person that I spoke to who had a sound system was like, that's how I learned, Learn Lulu. by doing. Yeah. You have to fuck up. Yeah. You but, and the, 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 the feeling of like, I'll never forget that, you know, the, yeah. the stress and <gasps> the, the shame and the, you know, all the shame. Yeah, yeah, the sh- oh, shame. Like, you know, and just going through that and then you're like, oh, I'm never going to forget this. How um, It was incredible how we were running. I can't believe we got away with our launch party with the amp that we were using. Like, it's incredible. It was like a miracle, an absolute... But it's always like, like that, though. ...divine intervention that we actually didn't blow it the first time we were running. Well, this is what happened. Yeah, yeah, we ended up getting um, we we ended up getting a, a cheeky little replacement from somewhere yeah. and uh, sneaking it in. Yeah, and it sounded so good, yeah. even though it was small, whatever. Yeah. But it was like, thank you, you know, like tweeter gods. Yes, <laughs> okay. Tweeter gods. 
do you think, okay, if God, a yeah. she, yeah. was a frequency. Oh. Sub bass. Yeah, sub, right? <laughs> <laughs> 60 hertz. You know what I think, actually? I think if, if God or she was a frequency, I reckon it would be 106 or 100, 107 hertz. Because I, I say that because that's where our crossover, um, that's what our crossover is. Because the 12-inch subs, they go a little bit higher. Most sound systems cut at 90. Yeah. But we go a little bit higher to like one one six or something. And that's, I think, the the warmth. Yeah. I think the warmth that people mention in the bass sound of our system actually comes from that higher frequency. And that's I true. you know, and so in thinking about what God would God or she <laughs> what it's the warmth. You know, yeah. no, it's that warmth of like I'm going to get really – it's the warmth of the, you know, the crack of dawn yeah. where the light just pierces over and it's like, you know, when it gets really, really cold yep. and then and then that sunlight beams in and you have that little bit of sun on your skin. Bit and that's – yeah, maybe that's the 106 hertz. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> um, uh, this is what, awesome. Yeah, what, what about you, if God was a frequency? Oh, oh. I, listen, I was thinking a bit more of a high oh, frequency yeah. vibe. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's what we know as well. It's because that's maybe something in your system that you you sit there, eyes closed, um, but I meditating love, on. Which, yeah, I love all of them. Yeah. I love. Yeah, but I also really like the um, the. Yeah, I mean, I, I really love bass. I guess mm. that's why mm. I'm in, in this yeah. situation. Yeah. For That's why I'm in this situation. But it needs <laughs> to be balanced. Yeah, this is why I'm in this situation. <laughs> that's how we feel. <laughs> we didn't ask me. It's a this lot of predicament. Work. Let's just talk about the, the hard work of sound systems. Well, actually, before we go on to yeah. that, because I, did, I didn't think I... Because I was starting to really think that I couldn't do this on my own because I've been doing it on my yes. own for all this time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I need, a, I need a crew, but it has to be like I have a particular politic to what I do and like I need a... And people, beautiful people have offered to join the crew and they're like incredible, but also I was like, but it's not going to work unless we have this particular relationship to, to the music and sound. But then... Mm. Um, this uh, uh, First Nations artist, Kalyani Momtas, was like, hey, Lulu, do you need a crew? And I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, I think I do. Like, I didn't realise I, I would feel so, like, overwhelmed. I was like, okay, I think you may, I, I think you may be. Yeah. And then Samira Farah, who's a radio person, was mm -hmm. like, hey, I want to do it too. We haven't done anything yet. Amazing. It's been a year. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but, no. I mean, that's how it starts and it's important to have... Like, I still... I do have a crew, like um, yeah. Charmaine Wicked Bandit from 2SER Radio. Yeah. I think that definitely there's some sim symbiosis yeah. in, in someone that's running a radio and a DJ and a... Because then you can focus on the sound and yeah. then they can be like, hey, I really want to do this thing. Yeah. And then you kind of feel like you're almost in support of them. But then do you, when in your career, I'm just curious, mm. would, would, would you still be focusing on the sound or do you want to teach the sound to someone else? Or is I, that complicated? I would like to, uh, well, yeah. I have a lot to learn. Apparently, yeah. it turns out everyone also says you never stop learning about yeah. sound systems. Yeah. 
So I feel like I have a lot to learn and I'd love to learn with someone else. Mm. That's, mm. I think, my ideal form of yeah. learning. And so yeah. um, I, it would be nice to do it with these two people. Yeah. Samira is really into cutting wood, she said. Oh, Samira, can you great. hear this? You said this. Yeah. <laughs> I love cutting wood. Too. Yeah, so, you know, um, there's like, a, you can't, okay, we also the funding as well. If they're like, <sighs> I think if you can get a bit yeah. of a crew together and everyone can chuck in a bit of cash, then there's something like symbolic about um, the money being shared. Shared, yeah. Like I have, I've been sailing right, and my sailing crew. It, it was the thing that actually made me realize how my sound system crew wasn't wasn't doing it the best that yeah. it could be because the sailing crew, everyone seemed really keen. They put in money for the for the twilight races that we were doing. They went off and got sailing lessons, like, and they went and did a thing and got set, like, you know, and they showed up every, you know, they, that was, I was like, oh, you guys really into this. And and I think that the going out and um, learning on your own mm. and, you know, all those things you need from your crew members because mm. otherwise they're leaning a little bit too heavily on, on what you One can provide, person. which might yeah. not be that much. I mean. Well, it turns out I don't know how to. I don't either. <laughs> know how to read jig-a-ma-jig this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I found really difficult in mentorship um, yeah. in the beginning was I didn't know enough about sound to be able to teach it. I've actually gone and asked questions to people who I think sound people who I think will know a yeah. bit more than me and they'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. No one, we, we all have gaps. Yeah. They'll be like, this other person will know. Yes. So I, I think that's the thing that I love about audio as well. That's that makes me go really deep into the love of it is how there's no answer. Yeah. In a yeah. way, and we're all looking at it together. Yeah. Does it work? Yeah. Does it sound good? You know, what does sound good? Yeah. Well, and it. Did you know? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. My friend, who's even nerdier than us. <laughs> hey, I, to be honest, I hate um, on podcasts when women are talking, they're like, sorry, I'm nerd. <laughs> because do men, they do don't, men don't say that. Yeah, men don't call themselves nerds. They're just like, we're really hyper-fixated, interested in these things. There's no, oh, there's no reason sorry, why. I no, 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 I just realised it then. It just clicked. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing it. <laughs> we're all doing it. Um, well, okay. So, my friend who has a, uh, an even more acute and pronounced investment in frequencies. Yeah. Um, was saying that there are there are particular frequencies that can only be heard um, by women. Do you yeah, know about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. And uh, frequency, like, yeah. yeah. And as we go on, certain things deteriorate. Yeah. Hold yeah. on, I'm just gonna check this cameras. This one's still going, but this one turned off at some point. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so what frequency is that? Is it the baby crying frequency? I oh, like, do you think that's what it is? I think that there's maybe an evolutionary and then men in theory. But but I think that... I don't know. I don't know if yeah. it's really true because the the you could say that but it could just be an anecdotal thing that someone said at some point. Maybe How she's not a actually <laughs> <laughs> Well, how can you actually 
quantify quantify that and that's the thing that i'm really curious about with audio is that we might have had a lot of stories that we have to do with music and audio might be cultural stories <gasps> you're right and this mm. is a bit of it that's sort of abstract mm. as well yeah it's really abstract yeah anyway yeah i don't have any more questions for you i'm really interested in like um in seeing what happens next yeah. for your sound system. Me too, yeah. And um, I think we're both at the same period of, like, reconstruction and thinking yeah. through other yep. possibilities. I haven't constructed my tops yet. Yeah. I actually... Um, I was building them and building them and then it didn't work. And Anyways, now I'm just relying on a introverted... Um, <laughs> dude in in um, Canberra who's done a CNC like he's gotten so deep into these speaker plans and he's built he's going to cut three versions one for me one for my friend James and one that's for, amazing yeah. and so I'm just gonna yeah but I think it'll be an interesting project and um yeah there was so long that I clung on to the fact that I was a woman sound system crew and I had to build every single thing yeah, from the it's another components track. to the this to the that and then someone said to me mate it's, it's like that's not how a lot of sound systems run as well this is the issue mm. this is the issue that i also have mm. it's like i didn't build it to my sound system to be the first woman sound system mm. i built it because i wanted a sound system yeah like yeah. Yeah, just so happened to be the first one. And I just want to say yeah. to the listeners, anyone who is listening, I did actually, it's funny, you know, when I met you just over there and I said, oh, you started the first, you're the first female sound system in, in Australia. And I, I teared up. I did too. And, I, and, <laughs> and, and it's weird because, you know, it's, it's a gimmicky thing. First blah, blah, yeah. blah in Australia. Like it's a, it's a selling point. Yeah. It's a sales pitch. It's yeah. like cool for, you know, it's a very cool thing to say. But there is something in there that I didn't realise until I sat down with you how meaningful it is. Yeah, it's a big deal because yeah. of what we've just said. Mm. It's hard doing it. It's mm. really hard. Mm. And we should be very proud, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we done, Claire? <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. That was excellent. Good questions. Tomasa del Real, Tomasa del Real. Cuando salgo pa' la calle quiere que me tape. Dice que yo muestro mucho que esto es solo pa' él. Cuando salgo pa' la calle quiere que me tape. Dice que yo muestro mucho que esto es solo pa' él Me andas tirando, me piden el whatsapp Pero tú tranquilo que aquí no pasa nada. Me pongo algo cortito, ¿sabes? Pa' provocar Pero en la camita contigo no más Yo no salgo sola, salgo con mi coro Yo no tengo miedo, dientes chapado en oro Me sobra la mata Sabe, yo me sé cuidar Soy la más bella que a mí me sale por los poros Hasta cofre de abrita, brillo, brillo a los tesoros Quiere que me tape. 
Quiere que me tape, quiere que me tape, quiere que me tape.